Ah, welcome back. It's great to be here. I have a great guest with me today, someone I've been trying to get down here for a while. Mr. Thaddeus McGee McKee is here. McKee. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> right here in the studio. Good to be here, man. I know. it's. Uh, I've spent a lot of time with you, though, right. at uh, Harder Brunch and, and everything like that. I've fallen asleep next to you on a couch. That's right. After we ate way too much food. That's right. That that always happens. <laughs> like, I've slept with so many guests like at the Harder Brunch in like the most appropriate way after a food coma. Because you know how Dyke does it. He he does well. Yes. Dyke, if you want beef, you can have it. It's up to you. I like how you're trying to start beef with my roommate. <laughs> and now I'm over here at your house. <laughs> but really, like you're like like the big brother of <laughs> of our city right here. Like you, you come and you help people out with their podcasts, like get all the technical stuff. And like you even like dropped off like that big screen TV. <laughs> it was a 73 inch TV to his house. Like you're a big brother for <laughs> adults, like for black adults, <laughs> older black adults that uh, want assistance. Uh, you come and help. Well, and I got a text from Dyke <laughs> that said, uh, hey, can you help out one of my friends? He's starting, he's starting to get into podcasting and it was Nate Robinson. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I'll go over and help him. So I've been helping him like <laughs> uh, for about a month now. And then he gave me a shout out on his podcast. He's like, hey, if you need somebody, go see my man, BJ. Um, he's white. So you know he's going to be 15 minutes early. And <laughs> I was like, that's the best plug I've ever gotten. <laughs> that's true. I, I remember you came over to the house and like you were like 30 minutes early. <laughs> and me and Dyke were both waking up like, what are you What are you doing here? It's just my, in my DNA to always be early. Is it your DNA? Yeah, it's just, it's just something that was instilled in me. Um, I think from playing sports, maybe. Um, but, you know, you always want to be early and that way you can... I always didn't ever want to run into doing something when you don't feel like you're uh you're calm yeah like you know like because you do you do stand up could you imagine if you showed up at two minutes before they called your name or 30 seconds you had to go right on the stage right no i feel you on that yeah like for like shows i'm always early but like for like parties or like just like hangout events no like okay there's this one time i went over to joe bates house for a halloween party and I was the first person there. Like, I showed up on time, like, on the dot. And no one else was there. And, like, it just gives me anxiety. I'm like, oh, attention's on me. Like, please, please take this off. Like, how do I get out of here? No, I see that. that I am the opposite of parties because I never leave my house, right? So AP invited me over to, um, I don't know if it was New Year's or something. I don't drink. I don't mm -hmm. use drugs. Right. I'm a very boring person. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm not agreeing. I'm yeah. not agreeing with you being boring. But I'm going to a house full of people that are drunk, mm. and it's I'm just like, ugh. Yeah. So I get there, and then it's like, and it's like within five minutes, I'm already being not a fun person to be around. So you want to be there when the people are the most sober. So yes. that I, that makes sense. And then I always have a tendency to um, find a way to sneak out. Yeah, like you just disappear. Like I side saddle my way out of it. Like, where did he go? And, and it's weird is, is, um, is I think that's the only reason like I'll go stand outside. It was freezing. I would still go stand on the front porch just to get away from people. And my wife gets so mad at me. How could you leave me in there? And I was like, you're better making friends than I am. Your and, wife is. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. My wife is just when it comes to being, Hey, how are you? Nice to meet you. And, and mine is like, um, hey, it's nice to meet you. And they're like, so what do you do? And I was like, I don't want to get into this. I'm never going to talk to you again. Right. Like, why do we have to get to know each other? What's your favorite number? Yeah. You know, 
uh, do you watch Game of Thrones? You know, that type of stuff. You're like, I don't want to talk about that. Like the small talk. Yeah. I just wish we all had cards in our back pocket. Like, here, read this. It'll catch you up on everything that I am. You just want one of those. Uh, just keep passing them out. The disability cards. <laughs> um, this is my social disability. I, I, yes. I'm really bad at small talk. And then just have my email at the bottom. Or right. like, here's my Twitter. Just, you know. That's a smart idea. Like, we should we should start getting on that right now. Because where it came from was if I saw someone I knew from my, my childhood in, in like a social setting or like a grocery store or shopping center i would like nope not going that way right my wife's like why don't you go say hi to him you guys are friends i'm like we're not friends i haven't talked to him in 20 friends don't go 20 years without talking right it's right. like it was someone i knew in my past and what are they going to ask you so what are you doing oh i heard you're doing the comedy thing there's that i heard that you're and you're just like oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah I did, I did. and then you get home and all of a sudden you see friend request oh hey hey that's, see uh, I'll, I'll take that like oh yeah just uh follow me on instagram uh, if, if we should come to a show like yeah i'll be there and then it, it usually doesn't happen but you know they say it and that means something i guess but. see i'll fight i'll tell you like yeah i'm not going to anything there you go now if it's something you're like hey i really need you there because mm-hmm. i've been in stuff for for a lot of people that i've worked with in podcasting I'll go to their shows like, hey, you know, can we really need you to, we need everybody to go big event and to make sure like, yeah, but I'm not going to go watch open, open mic. Right. No one, you should never go to an open <laughs> mic. Like unless it's Dyke Michaels open mic or uh red flag. I see you have a red flag yep. thing on your wall. Unless it's a open mic that you uh, truly support. Cause some, some open mics are cool. Like you got like the ice cream social. That was like a, a hit. Everybody yeah. would come out. Anderson's open mic is actually really cool. Oh, which one? Uh, uh, kettle top. Yeah. Kettle top. Because okay. they actually have people that come there and it's just not all comedians. I'm not knocking yeah. that, but they're there drinking, um, um, getting food and having a good time. Yeah. I've been there a couple of times. I've always loved it actually. So yeah. Good shout out. I've been, I've been to some where, where I've actually performed and I'm just looking like you guys are all, comedians that i know you're you know right and so uh i would never invite anybody to an open mic unless unless i'm getting paid <laughs> to promote it or um i'm running it myself i've seen a few comedians bring like dates with them to to the open, open mic. mic i've seen it like three times and i'm like you're bringing a date to an open mic they are stupid and i've done that before uh <laughs> they're brave because you don't because like i said is i've always heard from comedians on open mics you don't know how comedians are going to be either they're going to really laugh or just stare at you no, what you're going to get, though, too, is you're just going to get insane people talking about the most grotesque things that like just came on their mind. Like, okay, everything, this is going to be funny, and everybody's going to like it. And it's, oh, it's about your, your penis and what you like to do with it and then like you're looking at the girl over there like yeah like it's not all like this and there's four more guys that do the same exact joke like okay it is all like this um <laughs> i've been to some of those where you're like wow this is uh, this is awesome this this was a mistake uh <laughs> so with covid and then it looks like some restrictions are coming up what are you working on right now what is what is some things that you're really excited about right man, now? Man, like so with COVID and stuff. So, like right now with me, I'm like working on like video projects. Like I love making videos. So like I'm in this uh, two man group called <laughs> Urgent Comedy. Like whoever wants to be a part of it, like we uh, like to do like little sketches and like we just like shot a cartoon. Which um, I watch. Is it the one I watched? Yeah, yeah. Loved it. Yeah, yeah. Did you press five? That one. <laughs> You press. Five. <laughs> you gotta press five and say it to say. 
man. I Let just, me get you to the robot lady. <laughs> the robot. Yeah. It's just like, dude. It is so relatable, but it's like just, just because I know you and I know what you look like, and seeing you do the character, and I, I was dying. Yeah, I was a, a three eyeballed alien, <laughs> and it was. It's a lot of fun. If you guys want to check it out, it's a. Uh, it's on Urgent Comedy YouTube, and I think we got like four or five views. So we're uh, we're doing it. We're we're doing it big time. I watched it twice, and because I watched it driving, and because I have one of those car magnets, so I had playing. Yeah, I, was, I don't recommend. You're not supposed to do that. I get it. Uh, yeah, as like <laughs> as a disclaimer, do not watch our skits driving. Um, because you could crash and then sue us for some reason. So, and then when I got to where I was going, I watched it again, and I was just like, this. <laughs> I was, and I, I'm not the type of person that's going to put some over just to put it over. But I was like, this is hilarious, because in my job we have to call people and be like, hey, I need you to do this. Like, I, we need you to go to this department. We need. I was like, I just did this, and you just feel the anger building. Because there's certain things you get people to a certain point, and once they curse, they can hang up on you. That's the rule, right? Yeah. So, and then I was just like, I. It was so relatable. I mean. I never hung up when people started cursing on me because, like, I, I used to do customer service all the time and um, not for fun. It was my job. And I just, like, like people would people would cuss you out and, like, ugh, I mean, you just take it. And to a certain point, like, you know, I'll take a few cuss words here and there. Once you, like, start going in my personality, then I start to cry and then I'm, then I'm going to hang up because I don't want to hear. I don't want anybody to hear me cry. Yeah, and I had, you know, I, I still get it all the time where you get F-bombs thrown at you. And I actually had a conversation with one of my employees, and I was like, I was like, don't take it personally. You're not going home with them. It's right. not your wife or boyfriend, whoever, mm-hmm. or your roommate, whatever it is. You're not going home with you. Yeah, unless you're trying for that. I'll, yeah, unless, you, unless you're into someone screaming at the top of your lungs, like, hey, mm-hmm. what are you doing after work? I mean, but I always tell them, I was like, just settle down and don't take it personally. And because that, because people want to get a reaction out of, out of people. And, um, and, and I had someone the other day say, uh, what time you get off? And I was like, why, what are we doing? Yeah. What's happening? He's like, I'll be back here to meet you. And I was like, what are we doing? I was like, we going out. Like I prefer Mexican on Tuesday nights. What do you, what are you feeling? He's like, you're such a smart ass. I was like, no, like you said, you're coming back to get me. Where are we yeah, going? Like, what's happening? And I knew he wasn't coming back. Right. Nor was I going to be there to see if he was coming back. Right. I'm not that stupid. But I said it in such a calm voice, and he was just like, F you, and he left. And I was like, see, just stay calm. Stay calm. That's, that actually pissed them off even yes, more. Yes, because I wasn't like, all right, you come back, and I know. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to argue with someone else. Besides that, what what else are you working on with the, with uh, besides the, the two-man video group? Well, the urgent comedy, like, we're working on a short film right now. Um, it's about... Uh, Justin Bieber dance camp where people are excited to meet him and uh, I like that's all I've been doing the whole um, my spring break or whatnot so I've been like I've had a couple weeks off and we're just like waking up in the morning I've like done like six hours of video editing and um, I think you saw a little mm-hmm. clip of that so yeah I saw you show me. it was <laughs> it was hilarious so um, it's gonna be different because like it's a short film is like really hard to get people to watch like you know what i mean like it's gonna be like 15 minutes or whatnot so i don't know uh how we're gonna like do that like i want to enter it into like uh festivals and you know maybe get it on amazon who knows but um I'm, I'm really excited about it because we think it's funny and i know there's people that enjoy our humor so they're they're gonna think it's funny so we have we have people that we've built over the years that like follow and 
And if you want to follow, you know, it's an urgent comedy um, on YouTube. So you could do that right now, BJ. I'm talking to you. You can do that, man. I've already clicked it. You already clicked it? So urgent comedy. Yeah. Because well, um, I know you do stand-up, which stand-up is very difficult. I don't care what anybody says. It's very, mm. one of the most difficult things. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done it, and it's it's gone well, and it's gone horrible. Um, that, that sounds like comedy right there. Yeah. Yeah, what 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 moved you into the uh, wanting to be in in front of the camera? Man, I think it was uh, the opposite. I think it was the camera first because, like in high school, I would do video productions all the time. Like actually, in high school, I had like this on Friday. We would release a new video, and like the whole school would watch it because you had to watch it. So we do the video announcements, and my person was like super cool. Because she was like, hey, like, Thaddeus, like, just be free with it. And so my senior year, I just got, like, wild with it. Like, I had, like, this big, giant microphone. I'd go out on the streets and interview people. And then people would, like, jocks, like, and other people that, like, I wouldn't even talk to would come up and be like, man, hey, you're, you're funny, man. You're funny. And I'm like, oh, like, I thought you, I thought you were racist. Uh, <laughs> but I guess you could be racist and still think that black people are funny. That's, that doesn't go. Boy, that was funny. Uh, uh, Thanks. Exactly. Oh, thanks. Um, Good. You're getting like pats on the back. I'm like, oh, okay. Like, this is like my safe place. So that was like how I felt like I could communicate with the school. And then like people like felt comfortable like coming up to me and talking to me. Yeah, I, that's, that's one thing about it. Cause when I first met, um, a lot of you guys, um, is being around a lot of comedians. It's, it's something very unique to do and and spend time with them because is you see them on stage and how they are but i get to see you guys behind the scenes and it's and it's a lot like how i am like so if i'm doing a podcast or we're doing videos it's 100 miles an hour yeah but outside of there i'm just like like we would uh, we would me and you would just sit on the porch and just talk yeah. low-key and then not like try to like like hey are you fun let's see how funny he is or something right. like, we just sit there and just like it's nice to just be calm yeah some okay some people are always on though like always on like ready to make a joke and do whatever like i'm usually on like during a harder brunch day like so if it's a harder brunch day i'm usually like happy and like ready to do things with people and joke around um bus balls as they say is, is bus balls is that going to be canceled like can we say that anymore? you can still say that uh, is there a is there a gender neutral i don't know bus nips <laughs> I, I don't know like, i don't even know if it's like i don't even know that's that is a million dollar question right there like i don't care bus balls is 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 it right now that i'm saying it but yeah like, and that's the funnest part is because we always we always um bust zach's balls that's that's who we that's who i always bust his balls is zach well, Dyke too, because he always wears two different slippers and or no socks. So D- Zach is the producer for Harder Brunch and Drunk Dial, and he is he's a funny dude. Like, he is hilarious. Like if like you come over, like you might not like. I feel like the guests don't understand how funny he is, but like off like off camera, off off mic, like he is hilarious. He's a troll, and so he'll always play devil's advocate. And like me and him have figured out how to do that with each other, and like. We <laughs> we have some guests that will like ask questions. So if I'm on the like if I'm on the podcast with them, like we'll like, oh, so what do you think of this? And like, and the guests will be like, wait, what? <laughs> I think we did that to Joe Bates last time because we were talking about cannibalism. Joe Bates, Joe Bates, Joe Bates. Yes, and we were arguing. This is the second time I've said Joe Bates, but he need he needs it. He no, he doesn't need it. Whatever. Um, but <laughs> yeah, we just tried to argue the side for cannibalism. He's like. <laughs> 
Like, wait, no. Like, no. Like, like but what if it's uh, ethical? Like, what if they agree to it? What if they sign? Yeah, what if it's part of the uh, HOA when you move in? Exactly. You know? Or, or if you join a cult. Yeah. I mean, um, we it, it, it all depends. <laughs> it's funny when you get two people agreeing upon the same thing, the third going, no, you guys are wrong. What are you, t- what are you talking about? And, mm-hmm. and, and to me, it's hilarious because I always have a good time over there. It's, a, it's one of the best atmospheres to be over. And, hey. it, and then if you're in, I've done the show three times and, and every time you're in there and you're eating dinner before it starts, mm-hmm. it, it is just, it is almost like grandma's kitchen. Right. Like growing up, you're in there by it's just, it's food and you're talking and Music. then, and I've never seen anybody be negative over there at all. No. And it doesn't usually go over well if you are. It's weird is because you're like, hey, you on the show? Like, nope, I'm just here eating. And you're like, yeah. like, don't I know you though? <laughs> Zane Zaddy will like pop in like surprise guest and he'll just be like, all right, I'm here to eat some food. And then you see Bridget sometimes, Bridget Horan uh, will just drop stuff off like you're staying. No, I got to go. Yep. Oh, she always like drops off like the like delicious food. Like, oh, is that a is that a meat cake? Yep. See ya. She dropped off like a, uh, I think a strawberry or not a strawberry, like a pint, some kind of cake, carrot cake or whatever it was. It was so good. But I thought if I kept coming over there, I was gonna die, just die of overeating. So like, what like what's what's your food? Like, like what's your food of choice? My favorite food. My favorite food is like uh, street tacos. I love street tacos. Okay, that's my favorite. And then besides that, it's like bacon cheeseburgers. That's some of my favorite, like just a good bacon cheeseburger, like simple. Um, I had an avocado bacon burger the other day and I felt like it was too much going on on it. Really? Yeah. Cause like, I just like, to me, like, like when I make a steak simple and just put it on the plate, let's mm-hmm. move forward. Mm-hmm. Um, but then again, when Scott, actually I've Scottish steaks has become one of my favorite things too. I never had them till I went up. I've never had them till I was over there at Harder Brunch. Oh yeah, and I was like, "What is this?" And I was like, "Am I gonna like this?" And I, t- and I had like three of them, and I was like, "That is unreal, man." I feel like you just want to come back to Harder Brunch real quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The um, and and it's and it's good is because it's it's created like the house has become very creative because they have you and then and then Dyke, and then now the other day I was over there, you were working on something with Zach, mm-hmm. something else, and then. So what else do you have coming up besides that? Man, I'm work- working on a podcast myself. I mean, I've been watching everybody do podcasts at my house. I'm like, you know what? Like, Thaddeus is time. So um, turns out I haven't seen a lot of comedy movies. Uh, recently, I just watched Tommy Boy. And you've never seen it? Uh, I will save that for the podcast. Oh, wow. So the podcast is called IDK It. Basically, I don't know it because... I have not seen a lot of comedy movies. For a comedian, that's embarrassing. And I just get like really silent when people come up to me and say, have you seen this or blah, blah, blah. Like, or they'll quote stuff like, hey, I'm, I'm the guy or the dude. They'll hit me and they're talking about like the big Lebowski. And I'm like, uh, yeah, you're the, you're the dude. So basically, we're just going through the top 25 on Rolling Stones. And we're going back and watching them. And then we're talking about the directors, the time, what was problematic with it. Um, what didn't age well and how I feel about the movie now. And so it's just basically a whole bunch of my friends coming in, watching movies and talking about them. Have you seen Blazing Saddles? Uh, Blazing Saddles. Uh, the the one about um, the saddles that caught on fire? 
Is that it's one of the greatest comedy <laughs> movies of all time. That was actually number one. Yeah, and I haven't seen it. That's great. I I'm actually excited for that for you. Yeah, because of that movie, and I'm not gonna say anything about it because your podcast. I'll show respect. <laughs> but I mean, you could be on it, man. Like, I will. I have no problem because it's Mel Brooks. It's one of my. It has Gene Wilder. Mm-hmm. It's, it's my all time favorite movie. Is Blazing Saddles. All time favorite movie. When I used to do movie review podcasts, that's my number one movie because you because it's still it was made in the seventies, but it still transcend transcends to now. Really? Okay. Of of what you can't not what you're not supposed to say and do. Okay. It makes you feel uncomfortable. Okay. <laughs> it makes you laugh when you're not supposed to laugh. Okay. It's kind of like honestly, it's like us. I mean, it, honestly, it's like we'll say things that we're not supposed to say, but we don't say it to offend we say it to bring awareness to if that makes sense mm-hmm, mm-hmm, absolutely because cancel call cancel culture is huge it's big and um i think cancel culture is stupid mm-hmm. if you want to cancel culture go after politicians leave comedians and screenwriters and everybody else alone yeah because a comedian making a joke what's worse politicians screwing up a whole country oh or someone telling a stupid joke 10 years ago. Yeah, I think I think it should be more about holding people accountable for like what you you're saying at the moment. Um I'm not saying whatever you said in the past um it's fine, but like I think there is a redemption process that we have to start talking about. Um there's some things that people are being canceled for that make sense. Oh, you killed a guy in the street. Hmm, that seems like you shouldn't be getting any more jobs for Disney Plus. All right, I understand. Yeah. You know, what I mean, like, it, like there is a line, and I think people are trying to figure out what the line is. And like, the line is actually no one's perfect. Like everybody could go into every single person's past, and someone said something that was imperfect. And so, how do we address that? And I think we're we as a culture are learning, and I do like that we are learning. Okay, it's not good to uh, bash anybody of a different mm-hmm. ethnicity or, or or sexual orientation. All right, I think we're, like we're moving forward, and not everybody is, but like I think we need to move forward to that. But. It, there there seems to be people that like that get off on hey i just found something 20 years ago and he said something like this yep. like okay all right like how does he feel about it now okay cool like let's move on let's let's hear about you know i've changed a lot um i'm 41 mm-hmm. and like i used to try to do a lot of funny haha fun to me funny haha is like we all laugh funny he right. is kind of mean Mm-hmm. So I used to do a fun, I used to do a lot of fun, you know, he he too. And then like I watch videos now of people like going up and sniffing people in grocery stores and things like that. I've kind of moved past that. Mm-hmm. I didn't think I ever would cuz Eric Andre has a new movie. Did you say sniffing people in the grocery stores? Yeah. Like there's like a, so I I watch TikTok cuz I love animal videos, I ain't gonna lie. Okay. I love puppies and cats yeah. cuz you but every now and then through your for your your page or whatever and um you'll see people like playing pranks on people in like grocery stores like mm-hmm. going up to them and and like throwing buckets on their head and sniffing them and then like talking and then like okay and then i'm like i'm like if you do that to me now we're gonna have a problem right but when i was younger i would you know try to like i would try to throw stuff in other people's grocery carts when they check out it'd be something okay. weird yeah and then i and canceled I, yeah and then now i'm You're older done. now i'm older and i'm like <laughs> I was like, man, someone could have really hurt me. Yeah, you, you. That's probably the worst. <laughs> yeah. People that put extra lettuce in grocery carts, 
that infuri i'm leaving right now actually we were putting porno mags in oh shoot <laughs> not cabbage we were putting not porno mags in women's uh, like shopping carts okay so someone would be like hey you know what aisle this is on and i would slip it in there so they check out the cash room guy ding and they'd be like that's not mine or yeah so and then i thought about like that's not mine baby and i was like that's not really funny anymore because I, I, maybe I, maybe I'm just looking at that person I did it to. It's like, I don't know what they were going through. Maybe they were going through a divorce and maybe they're having a very bad day. I embarrass them to go home and then start drinking again. Right. Well, the, the, you never know. And so I just, then I got, now I'm to the point where I just make fun of my friends. So we're all in a group. We all know it's coming. I don't mess with strangers anymore. Yeah. 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 Strangers scare me. Man, I think what I would like to see cancel. <laughs> is uh people ball tapping do you remember that oh do you remember ball tapping it's yes in like in 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 funniest home videos uh they were a big proponent of that because it was always a kid swinging a baseball bat dad gets hit and and for a while all america thought it was funny getting hit in the balls and you know what i'm just gonna say it right now it hurts it hurts and then jackass revved it up oh yeah let's get even more creative so your buddies be like hey let's hit him with a a sock filled with quarters and see how he feels (sighs) yeah it's not cool i am not a proponent of that i've never been a proponent of that because i don't think laughter does not heal the pain that i'm having right now exactly i don't want to go back and then when they watch the video and they're like oh and you're like yeah it's and then all of a sudden you have like pain come back the first, like 10 years ago you feel yep. it again yeah no. you feel it so uh if anything needs to be canceled that's at least on my top five because all you have to do is literally go just tap yep. barely tap just, it yeah and um and uh, i had someone do that to me at work well me now it's it's more because so many people have done it to me like you you gotta take like a hammer now because i don't have any feeling down there and you're laughing but it's they have destroyed that's why you. i'm against it like i I don't feel anymore. No, I'm just playing. I just figured once, and I know 40 is not old. I get it. But like at that point in time in my brain, I'm like, you know what? I don't want to be involved in, and I have uh, three teenage sons. And oh, do they do, do, no. they do the BT? No, they don't. They don't do. They don't do you it. You taught them well. You and, taught them well. And then I'm like, and now like I can scare them with it. And they know the pain from playing sports. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you do that. I'm going to punch you in the dick. And they're like, no. Whatever you need me to do. So you do the BF, the ball flinch. Yeah. Which is still acceptable in 2021, but I believe it's going to be canceled here pretty soon. So you better watch out. What what else? What else would you like to see canceled in 2021? Um, what else would I like to be see canceled? Um, man, this is a, this is a loaded question. I'm I'm going to say it. Um, lima beans, man. They're not good. And we act like they are. Why are we putting them in our food? I I don't think we have any lima beans in this house. Thank you, because I usually check if like like oh do they have lima beans? Is this uh is this one of those houses that carries lima beans? Because no. I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave. Is, they're gross. No, they are gross. Who likes them? I I think what I'd like to see canceled is people still trying to give you mixed CDs. <laughs> no man people are on their hustle they're like hey i gotta disagree you gotta you gotta what are you gonna say i i just i was at i was in um you probably you look like you passed out mcd's man i was at i was in milwaukee 
and or drive gary coming back from into indy to um from being up work there and i was at a gas station in the inner city of milwaukee and the guy was trying to give me his mixtape i was like hey dude is it not on soundcloud and he looked at me like i said the most foreign thing in the world to he him. didn't know he didn't know what soundcloud he's was. like what's soundcloud i was like that's where you can just upload your music you know where you don't have to put on cds it's easier for people to listen to he's like well how do you set it up and i was like oh what did i just do I literally just set myself up to teach this man. How to do. And this was, this was not a gas station to be hanging out at. Well, and, and I was just like, and I was like, uh, I was like, what kind of phone you have? He said, flip phone. And in my mind, I was like, thank God. So I didn't have to tell him how to do it. Cause he had a flip phone. Okay. So yeah, he wasn't going to do, he has to pass them out on the streets. Here, here's the thing. I remember when we went on spring break, my junior year, uh, we got this mix CD that was fire like i haven't heard a mix cd like this ever since it was a mixtape he like we popped it in and we jammed it for a good four years afterwards where where was you at on spring break we went to panama city ah the florida boys (laughs) and i think we got it in georgia georgia and we listened to it all the way down and it was it was lit i don't know who has done it I want to find who that artist is now, but like, it was it was it was fire, man. Could you? It, it, I've I've got a lot of uh, mixed CDs. When I started first, I moved up to Indianapolis in two thousand two. Yeah. So it's still that weird time. Yeah. Before you know, um, phones kind of took over music, and so like everywhere I go, there would just be a mixed CD, and they would watch you to make sure you put it in your CD player. Oh yeah, and, and listen to it, the first track. The first track has to be hot. If you're gonna be doing that, you can't do like a long intro. It has then, to start off right away. And then I told the I told the one guy, I was like, "Hey man, I don't have a CD player in my car." You didn't have a CD player? Uh, uh, you lied. No, no, no. The last one in in Milwaukee was like it was a rental car. It was okay. a twenty twenty twenty. It didn't have a CD player. What? Oh, okay. it all connected to your phone. Okay. I was like, "Hey, I don't have a CD player, man." And so, he, he's like, "What you listen to when you get home?" It's like, yeah, that's the first thing I want to do when I get home after a six-hour drive. It's like, hey, everybody in the living room, come on. And But I still listen to it. Was it good? No. Man. no I feel like you but, should be able to go back and say, hey, this isn't fire, man. I almost want to go back and be like, you need to work on your audio. Like, like your technique's good, your beats are good, but your audio's trash. Yeah. And and he'd be like, well, you know how to fix it. Next thing you know, I'm showing him how to set up his audio. And I was like, I guess, see, I, I guess I'm doing that. See the Big Brother program right here. That, this is this is BJ right here. This is what he does. You go back to, you visit that gas station, <laughs> and then and you show them SoundCloud. Like, you, you set up classes, man, for adults. I like this. And, and that's because that's one thing that I always, because there's a lot of funny people, a lot of talented people, but what concerns me is if their sound's not right mm-hmm. people won't listen to it no matter how good the content is and that's something i've always preached to everybody's like make sure your sound is good because you can have a great show um but if your sounds it's like if you if you're doing stand-up and they and you they book you at a venue and, and the crowd can't hear you and you're just like what yeah and it's just it's the worst feeling in the world yeah well you can't give mixtapes to a sound engineer that's that's your, your first mistake <laughs> so and it's been beating my head by ap and then ryan those guys who helped me when we first started out the uh, podcast or whatever uh but it was a beat in my head like you have to make sure you sound good you have to make sure it sounds good 
And then now when I listen, someone will like, hey, check out my podcast, and I'll listen to it, and I'll be like, hey, you need to fix your audio. And it's not easy because I was talking to Nate, and I was like, well, I run this program. We do this. And he's just like, each week we add something on for him. Mm-hmm. And he's like, damn it. He's like, you have to do all this? Not not in a, I don't want to do it. And he's like, yeah. wow. Like, he didn't know that. No. Because, I mean, we know people that started talking into their phone, and then they evolved. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yeah, Dyke started with his phone, and then um, I know some other buddies, um, uh, Devon, Shoemaker, mm-hmm. and then Calvin, they started talking their phone, and then okay. they evolved. But I had the studio, and like I said, is they people can rent to use the studio to do a podcast. Okay. So, and then that way they... Um, Cause I know some places in Indy that charge and they charge pretty much. I've been charged like 50 bucks an hour. Yeah. That's it. Come in. And then, and then I just record it. And then, um, I just sit here and just stare at you like, Hey, is this all you're doing? I'm kidding. I don't do that. (laughs) No, I, I think it's podcasting is great because it's not controlled. Right. It's like right now when you go on stage comedy, do you still feel like you can say what you want to say? Or do you feel like your things you have to stay away from? So, if I have, a, like, a long set, I feel, like, the freedom to say a lot more. I mean, I'm not someone that's really controversial anyways. Like, I'm not saying, like, I don't really get, like, that political. Like, but, I mean, I feel, like, free to say whatever I want. And, like, honestly, like, if it's your idea and it's it's your truth, I feel like you should say it. And then see what the feedback is. And the feedback is, like, hey, that's actually pretty bad. Then don't do it anymore. Like, don't complain about it. Like, you shouldn't, like, if people don't like it and the majority of the people hate it, then don't do it. Like, I feel like it's very simple. And, like, that's what I like about doing comedy. It's, like, a quick feedback. Like, okay, this is what I'm doing. Oh, no? Oh, wait, you guys are? Okay, cool. So, like, the quick feedback is, like, probably what gives you that buzz of of being on stage or that rush for, for any comedian. So. Yeah, someone, um, someone texted me last night and said hey how'd the show go i was like yeah it's okay and they text me back like you can win a grammy or an award for the show and you'd be like yeah it was okay like because that's how i progressively try to get better it's mm-hmm. be like man home run because right my right now in my mind uh you know uh, i'm always trying to think all right how i was talking to ap about it last night and we had a great talk about it last night um and i'm gonna ask you a weird question yeah go ahead i like so, weird so like um i was talking to him and i was because Tina McDonald was on the show and then I was talking about how I poop in the dark and I explained why she understood mm-hmm. but he's like hey you know I never I can't touch the side of the shower AP I was like what do you mean you can't touch the side of the shower I was like you're in the shower he's like yeah but my elbow hits the uh, the shower wall I gotta rewash it I go you're in the shower that's what that's that's your saint that should be the the place where you feel safe wow. huh. I, I said I've seen you elbow deep in my car replacing in the dirtiest part and but you don't freak out he's like yeah about the germ he goes the germs in the bathroom do you have any weird phobias like that well i could definitely touch my shower walls um and i do because i'm a, sometimes i'm a leaner i'm just gonna let y'all know i guess uh i, I, I lean my i put my hand up there and you know um it could touch the shower i don't think i have any weird phobias uh i i used to be like I used to not like the dark, but like I'm okay with the dark now. You know what I mean? So, I've showered in the dark a few times. You know people that used to like like take off all their clothes when they're poop. Have you ever done that? You just like take. You have to be all the way naked. Um, I, I if I'm taking a shower right away, yes, I'll do that all the time. But yeah. I don't. I yeah. won't get fully undressed. 
and then get redressed to leave. That to me, that's too right. much work. I wonder if people do that at my house now. Now, just thinking about that because it's a weird thing to know. I don't do that uh, anymore. I used to like that, like you know, like hey, like especially before showers. But like some people are like, oh, I need to be naked every single time. No, I had a roommate like that before. Uh, not not currently, but I had a roommate that had to be completely naked to poop. Because to me, like um, the shower, the the bathroom and the shower is just like one of the very few last quiet places i have in mm-hmm. the house yes yeah, it's, it's peaceful and so it's peaceful and then uh, you know and it's like uh the sh- to sh- i have i get migraines so that's why i shower more than most people sometimes because the steam and the pressure helps my headache okay so i've turned off the light before and yeah. then just been in there trying to just you know yeah but like not touching a shower curtain or something like that i'm like dude that like i feel the best when i get out of the shower like that's the yeah. happiest part of my day it's like when yeah. i get out and you're like I am clean. As you should. As you should, man. Because as soon as you walk out of the bathroom door, life hits you. <laughs> life hits you, yeah. People are podcasting outside your room and <laughs> eating food. and Yeah. And then um, and how, um, how long have you actually, because you said you started with the video stuff in high school. How long have you actually been doing stand-up? I've been doing stand-up probably like four or five years like I, f- I feel like after this pandemic i've lost track of time like i really have like i don't even know where we're at right now I, I feel the same way so um i moved to indianapolis in i guess um 2016 i started october 31st so halloween 2016 is when i started stand up so i always like make the joke like oh like that's like i put the costume on and then like never came off um so that's when I started doing stand-up. And I, I moved to Indianapolis to do stand-up because I wanted something different, you know. I was I was working as an assistant janitor at a factory. I was like, there's there's got to be more than this right now for me. Um, and I loved it because, like, I got to listen to music. I listened to a lot of podcasts as I was cleaning up. And basically I was an assistant because this lady, she was uh, having a baby, so I had to be, like, her interim janitor. So I was underneath her, and it was like a it was a it's a process, you know. And then I'm like, like moving out out of that position, I'm like, hey, there's there's got to be something else I could do. And so I was like, I know, like I I had the video background, um, and I was like, I, I like being funny. I've always like making people laugh. So I'm like, this is actually what I really really want to do. And it's it felt crazy because before I was like doing stuff like missionary work and in, in haiti and i'm like i don't know how people are going to feel about me switching to doing comedy because <laughs> it, was, it was just like a weird switch like um and i know like i guess a lot of pastors like um have switched to do comedy like uh kennison he's done that yeah um and i'm sure there's a lot of other names that i can't name right now but i just didn't know like how people are gonna feel. Like now, I don't care. Like I'm like now, like you just if you know me, it makes sense that I'm doing comedy. But uh, but yeah, that's that's that was the switch. Have you been able to work with uh, somebody that you were a fan of, and then you got to to be on the uh, a show with them or anything? Yeah, I, I would say Chris Red from Saturday Night Live. Oh yeah. So I got to work with uh, Let's Comedy, and they book um great shows like great let's comedy is like one of the, like is the epicenter of comedy in in indianapolis for alternative comedy shows um alex price runs that and uh ryan 
um, Ely. He runs that in Fort Wayne, and uh, they were nice enough to let me um, help help out with shows. And I have friends that I could invite, so they're like, yeah. And so like they put me on that show with Chris Red, and it was it was really cool because like my mom came down, and like after the show we got to hang out and get drinks, and Chris Red like brought bought my mom a drink and. And like we're just sitting there chilling. I'm like, this is this is unreal right now. Because and that's one of those good experiences about being someone you're a fan of. Yeah. Because that's one thing that's always scared me. I've met some people doing podcasting. That I've always wanted to talk to, and I've got a chance to talk to. Yeah. And then I was like, Ugh. and then other ones were like concept um, hip hop artists or whatever who takes me on my birthday. And when my dad passed away, like he was my yeah. favorite artist mm-hmm. and I got the chance to know him. And then some other people I'm like, uh, I know there's some local people that act like that, that they're, that they're too special, but, um, you gotta stay grounded. Who, who I'm just, <laughs> playing. <laughs> I'm just playing. I will do that on my final show. I if, just, I, if I ever do drop. a final show, I just start name dropping. I feel like we've been name dropping the whole time, honestly, but <laughs> yeah, but we haven't said anything bad about anybody. No, I mean, I've met so I've, I mean, Tenno is on, um, uh, you're on, I'm having Ray Hensley on Griffith Shires coming on. I've done stuff with, with Politsky. A lot of these guys. You having Griffin? Yeah, man. Well, shout Griffin. out to Griffin. We're from the same hometown. Really? Seymour. Seymour, baby. Griffin's like, Griffin's my dude. I like Griffin a lot. He's, he's like one of the hardest workers, uh, in comedy right now that he, like I see. He's a grinder. Hustles. And that's, and that's, Hustles. that's that Seymour, that's a Seymour aspect. Like I did a show last night. I'm doing this show tonight and I got a couple more. Just keep grinding. Yeah. And, and that's one thing. And, uh, it's plus he's weird like me from Seymour. He's dark. Like yeah. when, I, when I saw him do a set and I was like, Oh, he's from Seymour. And I was like, that's why he's from Seymour right there. He would just, <laughs> yeah, it was, and then so, and he's, okay. he's cousins with uh, someone that I grew up with. So, and, and, uh, and shout out to Seymour. Like I just had Travis Owens on, who's a painter from my hometown. Like, cause we grew up in that town and, 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 and you look for like, same thing you said. It's like, you went from this point, like I'm going to go to this point. Cause I feel like sometimes when you're growing up, there's that you're afraid to do it. Like yeah. you're talking about in high school, you're like, you're like these jocks are like, oh yeah, you're fun because you're afraid to let your true self. And right. it held me back. Right. I wanted to do radio my whole life, and I was just, and I just always felt uncomfortable. Like, like what are you doing that for? You know, and and I let people get to me. So I think the thing is like when you want to do something like it's been in your heart for a while, like once you start it, you like the regret is why didn't I start sooner? And so it's like. I think if you could like tell people like to follow your dream, like do it as soon as possible and don't like sit on it and wait till you're 75 and you're, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to start cricket. You know, I've always wanted to to play cricket. So one thing I, I wanted to talk about was, is we were talking about <clears throat> being in high school and I was afraid to kind of like be, you know, bring out the side I wanted to be. And I have sons, three sons now, um, and that's all I talk about is find your passion. Mm-hmm. I will support you if you want to. Yeah. If you want to do football, that's good. Um, if you want to, I don't care what you want to do. If you want to go, whatever. And I didn't. I'm not saying I didn't have that, right. but I didn't know how to have it. Does it make sense? Yeah. And then, and then now I don't push my kids into anything except being good, decent human beings. Uh, but I just, I just, and then my mom, and then, and then my wife, mm. and then my kids. 
And then my son's friends will come over to see the studio. He'll be like, hey, man, can we rap? There's been awful rap music made in here. I, You know, I, pl- I played it for you guys. Yeah. And it was just like, you guys are like, that's awesome. I'm like, okay. <laughs> So how is, how's your support system? Man, like you said, mom. My mom is like a big support system for me. Like, like uh, obviously, I love her. Uh, like, she, she is the one that got me into show choir. She's like, you should do show choir and like singing and stuff like that. Like, my mom plays piano, so we, like, go to the church, and, like, we'd have that church song and play, but, like, she pushed me into show choir because uh, I was in football, and she's like, well, you, you should still should, you're a performer, Thaddeus, you should try to perform, and so uh, so she got me into that and was, like, a big support for that, like, a show choir mom, um, and she, like, moved, she moved to uh, Florida, like, about, like, seven years ago or whatnot, and just like had bad luck down there, like the hurricane that hit in Florida, like she was a part, like she lost her home to that. Oh, and um, just like recently, like she like got in a car accident, and like pretty much like like got like a, a severe brain injury where she like can't work anymore, which like killed me to see because she's a writer and like I always like read her stuff, like she'd take writing classes and stuff, like she used to like write for like. Um, the keys magazine and like do photography down there so she was like i was always supportive of her and like now like she like got to a place where she can't do her passion anymore which kill like if you ever have that like someone that's close to you that can't do that it kills you it tears you apart and i went through that with it sounds weird but i still played softball at a high level yeah i can't anymore my knees are gone yeah and then and 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 that took a toll on me mentally Mm -hmm. for everything i did because i used to be able to play basketball softball be able to go play out 36 holes of golf but yeah. but my my knees and then the shoulder surgery wrist surgery the the broken foot i can't do it anymore yeah and and you had and I, I wasn't able to find something to replacement until i found podcasting mm-hmm. and then was she able to find something to re- replace that well she's uh taking like painting classes and stuff like that like try like she tries to do painting to like help stimulate her brain and stuff like that to get back where where she was but um but honestly like we moved her um we moved her back to indianapolis and like now she like lives close to me and she's been like a huge support system like one of my favorite people to hang out with now just like just goes over and go to her house and hang out but like she's all like come to shows and stuff and like we'll talk about like like the hustle or or what i'm doing and stuff like that and and like i mean she was she was like one of like the best like speakers public speakers that i know of like she would like speak in different places and like like wow like she just like connect the points so well um and so, uh, so sometimes she's like so you know where you get it from like i'm like yeah god <laughs> but, but i mean but yeah she is like a huge support system for me and uh i wouldn't trade it for the world and i love having my studio but this is was my mom's room my dad passed away mom moved in with me then moved out then moved back in mm-hmm. so we made this room for her mm-hmm. and um she forced us in a good way to have family dinners and sit down and eat here's kfc everybody sits at the table you're not getting any chicken till you sit down right and yeah i miss good. that because if not like like right now my wife's like hey i have to go here and then um Lucci's at one place colin's playing basketball justice is at another place there's last night there's no family dinner mm. steph brought home jimmy john so there i was happy man i was happy but we didn't sit down and eat we all went our own little room and ate mm-hmm. so and that's what i think that 
one thing I think that the new generation misses is that family atmosphere because when I love <laughs> sitting down and eating dinner with people. Yeah. And then but it's so hard to be able to do. Right. I mean I I mean I don't know how to promote that, get back to that, but like like that's the thing about like harder brunch is like when you're sitting down and eating with people and then having those conversations is like it's like the closest thing just to like like community that you can get and like there's a photo of all four all of us sitting down there eating that i took when i first got there and i was just like i was just like i haven't done this forever and so and that's where that community is so so important and um so we're what's the ultimate goal you think for you do you do you the short movie is is the success of the short movie which i saw a little clip which was hilarious try to go into more longer ones full length man so like what success for me is is like doing your passion and enjoying it like it's like i know it sounds so cliche but it's like obviously it's not about money it's not about um syndication it's about being able to do what you love and then like when you get paid to do what you love like that's the that's the icing on the cake man oh i agree and so like like people are sometimes like like i feel like my some of my friends were like worried like like where are you trying to go with this like 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 this is taking up your life like no this is my life i love this like i like if you can't see that i have joy in this right now like you're you're not seeing me because this is i love being able to work on something to see if it works like that's what like doing videos was for me like my first video that i did was in fifth grade because like we had to do like book reports right and i was like i don't, I don't want to write so i asked the teacher and like this is one of my mom's ideas too like you should do like a video because like we had like this little camera so my book report on the line witch in the wardrobe um was like was doing a video and like and like writing out scripts for like my people like the, my classmates oh that's awesome and so i still have that video but like it was it was terrible <laughs> it was it was awful like it's it's probably hard to look at right now but but like yeah that was like my first video that i remember shooting like i felt like a director in fifth grade and just like i mean so from then on like like just being able to see that product and like and get better um that's my passion man yeah and and that's where um took a hiatus from this um but like i enjoy it where i can sit down and and we show other aspects of, of so many people but a lot of the thing is i try to spend time with is i surround myself with positive people now yeah get rid of all the negativity to. you have to and then people that are enjoying being themselves because that's i struggle with being myself we all do a little bit but when you're surround and when you're in a group and there's that positivity and you show them something and they're like oh man i like that and i'm like mm-hmm. okay okay cool then i'm you know and not that i need validation but you know it's but there's also people around me be like hey man that's well what if you try this like a ride around a lot of creative people and that's great um i remember i wrote a jokes for a comedian and i watched him do them on stage and they and people laughed and i was just like holy shit that worked it worked i was so freaked out because i didn't think it would work because it's from my perspective but um i remember him doing it and it was at an actual show um in newcastle and i watched him do it and i was like wow people laughed at that yeah and then that was and that to me that was like I didn't get paid for it. I didn't care if I got paid for it. Yeah. Well, you're a creative, and that's the thing. Like, when you're a creative, it's it's about seeing what you created have a positive effect. Yeah. You know, um, 
like my dad like he'll always hit me up after a show he's he's really supportive and like he he like owns a construction business and like and he's always taught me like to work hard you know and but he always like would he would get on me like he would yell at me like like during like if you understand construction families like that's what it, that's what it is like like he'd push you to work harder faster you know and like that's money for it in his pocket too but like like honestly he just like one time he just like sat me down he's like I, I did like some project for him and like i built something real quick and it was it was sloppy and he's like man like take pride in your work he's like 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 are you happy with this and i was like no i just got it done fast he's like like take pride in like what you put out and if and, and like i remember him getting down on me like he was he was upset but like i i never forget that moment because it's like man like anything i put out it, it's a representation of me and what I care about, and so, um, and I, I take that into comedy too. You know, um, just take pride in what you're putting out. And if you don't, like, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. But like for creatives, like, that's that's my hustle. That's what you have to do to to fulfill yourself. You know, we we practice for three months before we release our first episode. Yeah, uh, is because we we were we tried to get it to where we wanted to be sound good look good um a good presentation um uh, and i learned that from him because i was at first i was like hey i just want to get i i couldn't wait to be out right and then mm-hmm. like he we slowed each other down like let's get it right first yeah and then because and i was listening to uh, there was an article from a musician who was like yes you want to get your album out get it out to to your fans but like would you rather have it right or would you just rather have it out Mm-hmm. And I started, and that's what I started realizing mm-hmm. was, because um, the other question I have, what instruments do you play? Do you play instruments? Uh, I mean, I dabble on guitar. Um, I have a MIDI keyboard that I, I mess around with. I like computer. your keyboard. Uh, yeah, I fun. have a smaller version of that. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, it's like, I want to make beats and stuff. Like, I like doing music. I like songs. Like, I've always been musical, so... Um, I just dabble, man. Like, like I, I feel uncomfortable being like, yeah, I play piano or yeah, I play guitar because there's thousands of people out there, billions of people out there that like can shred and like I am nowhere close to shredding. That's how I feel about beats. I could, I yeah. could, shh, I could, shh. I don't, I don't have the red. I could, <laughs> I could just. Shh. And that's how I feel about when I started making beats because a lot of it came about was like people wanted intro music for their podcasts instead of taking off YouTube and make sure the, you know, that we didn't get in trouble because of monetization or whatever. So I started making it. And then, but then I found out making music by your, is something you do back here by yourself. And it's so peaceful. Mm-hmm. And like, you just sit here and listen to it. And then I didn't think I listened to the same 30 second clip over and over again until you get it right and change it. Right. right? And to me, to me, when I got, I, until, until I learned to get some of it right, I've been working on about eight months now. Yeah. And it was like, well, it was so cool when I finished something and I would send it to people and I'd be like, Hey, what, what do you think I need to fix on this? And they'd be like, Hey, just, you know, raise the drums up or whatever. And these are people that, um, are musicians who make music and who've made money making music. And they're like, Hey, just raise the drums up, try this. But other than that, I really like it. And I'm like, Oh wow, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. So then, you know, and that's once again, it's such a huge passion for me because in, and that's, that's the people, people I want to be around is people yeah. that are passionate about what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah, that's like so with urgent comedy, like my partner Bobby Kendall, um, check out his music streams of thought if you're really into like just beautiful music. Like he he's so good 
at music it's it's ridiculous and he'll like spend so much time on like on just like hey this needs to be turned up here like oh these, these symbols need to take down and like he just is like like he'll be in his studio and just be working hard at it and like and then he puts out an uh a great album and and, and you just like wow like where'd that come from but it's like hard work and but and he's passionate about music but like like he does like all of our, our music for uh our videos too so he'll put, like if you hear like a cool song in there it's usually it's us like it's him putting it out there but like like i'm 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 not jealous but like i like i envy that like i envy that like music like whatever he has like he is like it's a gift like you know some people just have that gift and like and then some people waste it but like he's someone that i'm like oh he should be famous. Like everybody should be playing his stuff because it's like so beautiful. Like maybe that's what I should put like for the outro for the music. Like his his stuff. Um, and it's and and that's one thing that's great now about twenty twenty one and and moving forward is like right now is I'm able to record vocals mm-hmm. raw and then send them to get them fixed. Yeah and able to create music and able to do podcasts and then it, it's all mine mm-hmm. like so i'm not yeah. regulated i don't have a boss and I, I don't think people understand that true feeling you have of freedom freedom yeah that's i feel like that's where like a lot of things are moving like people laugh about like tiktokers and like youtubers and but, like but they are becoming their own boss like in in their own way and they're some of these kids are being able to find their own freedom at an early age which is great um I mean, I know not everybody can do that, but I mean, if you have someone that's gifted around you, don't don't hold them down just because you're jealous. Like, like bring them up, lift them up, you know, because like you never know where where it's going to take them, or you never know how healing or what type of therapy that is for them. Yeah, and the worst feeling in the world is when someone is jealous, like, oh, that's trash. Like, why is it trash? Because you could you can't do it, mm-hmm. and that's the people I got rid of. Well, around me was just like, well, that's stupid. Like, you have to. Like, why? Because you can't do it. Because you're not willing to spend the time and stay up until midnight and to try to get something done. And, and you know, and because um, there's a lot of shows I do, plus this one, get them out, get them out on time, get them right. And mm-hmm. to me, it's a great feeling to be dependent on from people to be able to get that done. Right. Yeah. And then instead of, but I don't have a boss. I have no one I have to answer to when it comes to doing any of this. And so, And some people's personality is just, that's perfect for them some people need that direction though too like because like i don't want to like skip over those people that just like need to to feel that you know like that boss and then and then it's i guess it's different because i've been elite a leadership role since i was 23 mm-hmm. in, in retail which is retail sucks i i'm not gonna lie to you it pays it's a, it's a job that pays a lot of money where you don't have to have a degree it did and so, but I've been in that leadership role and I think that's kind of my mentality. Like, Hey, we, we need to go, we need to get it done. Let's get it done. But there's still that passion for it. And then instead of being like, ah, oh, we'll get to it. And then you never get to it. Mm-hmm. So, and I think, and I think people should try anything, try podcasting, try stand up, try whatever, just yeah. have fun. What he's saying guys is follow your dream. Follow and it. Don't wait to be 36 years old and be like, Oh, I think I want to do this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and if you are 36 and you're listening to it do it now yeah and and that's one thing is that you're never there, there's <laughs> there's you're never too late to start start something i'm blessed unless it's 75 and you want to start <sighs> playing cricket <laughs> those or, guys will play around or or rugby oof 75 year old rugby player i don't uh, even really know what cricket is like i don't know how, don't? i don't know, know the rules well I, you know we were talking off air <laughs> 
but when i went we were in the bahamas and so we i'd go sit in the room to take a nap because naps are awesome uh espn uh all they have is espn caribbean and all they show was cricket really it was like during the cricket world series so i watched it for like six straight hours to like four in the morning so you love cricket it is you're addicted it is i haven't watched it since then that was in 2019 but i couldn't but i understood it a little bit and uh <laughs> and i was just like i've never met anybody that has said i watched cricket for six hours yeah that was that was because uh i would sit there and then uh it was so nice no so nice that we had the we had an outside cabin so you could watch the ocean all night mm-hmm. so i'd open up the current the the curtain and then open up the door yeah and then just listen to ocean and i just couldn't go to sleep because i was like i'm never going to really experience this probably i don't know when so i would sit there and listen to it and then sit in a chair and watch cricket that's awesome and i'm clapping waking stuff up she's like why are you clapping i was like do you not see that he was down uh one he was down one now they got it back up she's just like <laughs> what is wrong with you how, how did you know who to go for uh i'm I didn't have any internet on my, I didn't pay for Wi-Fi because it was way too expensive mm-hmm. on a, on a boat. So I would just listen to the commentators cause they spoke English. Mm-hmm. So that's basically the sum of it. Oh, so you went for the English people. Uh, well, the English, the commentators were English, so I did not go for Saudi Arabia. Oh, you didn't go for them. No, I, I think I went for Jordan. Okay. So always uh, go for Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they had some of the nicest uniforms and i didn't realize how much money is involved in cricket in the middle east really a lot of money really they had the owners and and they were talking about what the what businesses they own like during breaks i was like i didn't realize it was all funded by big oil companies man so that crude oil baby yeah. <laughs> i i mean i i do not know any i can't believe we're still talking i don't know anything about cricket maybe we should just like go watch a game of is, cricket is, Where, is there a cricket bar like i don't think so in indianapolis i think everybody just said where are they going with this and then they just turned us off i'm just no kidding. We're, we're gonna no we're gonna start betting on cricket <laughs> me and you we're gonna go find a cricket bar and i know you don't drink but like we're gonna you're gonna drink that night (laughs) (laughs) and then we're gonna get into cricket heavy like it's gonna be like we're gonna be wearing the jerseys and then we're gonna be naming the hall of famer yeah you don't know him yeah uh start yelling at other patrons uh, 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 abby (laughs) i don't know i don't know whatever abby you don't know abby he's he's the best hitter he was going to retire last year, and he came out for this game. He, he hits. He he got traded to Jordan. <laughs> he's he's so freaking good. Like he got that knee replacement, and now look at he doesn't run as fast, but he hits. Monte Carlo, Monte Carlo. That's that's I think that's the team name. Um, <laughs> so it's uh, now it's time for my favorite segment. Because it's all about you, Thad. It is the shameless plug. Where Woo. are you going to be? What you got coming up? Woo. Social media. Woo! Uh, Vince Morris just hit me up during this podcast. And so uh, I will be at Wiley's April 30th uh, May thir- to May 30th. So I'll be doing a little spot there. Um, if you don't know Vince Morris, check him out. Uh, he's been on Comedy Def Jam sex in the city he's a real cool dude he came to crackers and like really just tore it up oh there's no beat music 
No. Oh, you made it for Dyke, but not yourself. No, because I don't. I I don't want to take ideas that I gave other people and then recycle them for myself. I'm more creative. Then that's very humble of you, man. <laughs> super humble for. Me. I play all my beats at the beginning of the episode. <laughs> okay. Well, I guess I'll just uh, do this in silence. <laughs> um, I think I said uh, July 10th. I'll be at the Story Inn at Nashville, Indiana, with Stuart Huff and Griffin Shira. Shout out to Aaron Harden. He's uh he's one of the guys that helps I think takes care of the story in down there. Does he? I, I have I've only heard good things. I'm very very ignorant when it comes to the story and I've heard just like people like oh this is awesome it's an amazing experience. Aaron is yeah Aaron is, is someone who um, they used to sponsor Smugcast from Eight One Two Farms. What? And then we used to we actually did a live show um, at their um, at their uh, place down in Edinburgh I believe. Okay. All right, yo, I'll be there. Um, my birthday is coming up, April 10th. Um, so Venmo me, Thaddeus Dash McKee, um, T-H-A-D-D-A-E-U-S Dash McKee. Um, all that money is going to uh, my buddy Jimmy in Haiti. Um, he's one of my best friends from Haiti. Uh, he's trying to build a kitchen. Um, if you understand anything about Haiti, uh, it is a third world country. So uh, he needs a kitchen, and I'm over here um wanting to help him because i think that's he deserves to be able to cook at his own house and um right now he has to go cook at a friend's house so that's that's haiti uh i'm starting that podcast idk it um our first episode will be this tuesday or no next tuesday whatever to yeah next tuesday uh urgent comedy youtube i've already talked about that and uh I think that's that's it for me, man. I don't need to plug anything else. Yeah, any, yeah, just anything that you have, send it to me. Coming up, we'll make sure to plug it, and then do always always have it up on our social media and everything like that. Like I said, is um, hour goes by pretty fast, man. I did real fast. Yeah, and then that that's always a good feeling to me because if I'm staring at the clock, going, "Come on, come on." Yeah, I didn't just even realize. Kidding. I've I've never I've only done that twice. <laughs> And that's when the girl. And he didn't do it now. No, it was when a friend came down, um, not at this studio, another studio. He brought down his girlfriend. She got hammered and fell down the stairs and and was taking people's cigarettes. It was it was a hot mess. That sounds awful. Hot mess. She was white girl crazy. That sounds awful. Give and, me her number. And don't believe I'm this is kidding. this is not going to be hot. What is was it? White boy summer. We are not having a white boy summer. Chet Higgs is wrong. Wait. Can I just ask real quick? What yeah. is a white boy summer? I don't. So Chet Hanks, uh, Tom Hanks, son was on Twitter. Okay. And he was talking about like how he's going to do an album. Um, Jack Harlow has already done an album and someone else or whatever. He's like, it's going to be a, it's going to be a white boy summer. Is that what he said? Yeah. Hmm. And it's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Hmm. And so do not group, do not group us in with Chet Hanks. He's, and- he's the one Hanks that's a little off to the left there. Colin's a great actor. Tom, Hanks, good actor. But you, think, you think Tom Hanks is a pretty good actor? Yeah. He's been in a couple movies. Um, <laughs> He's been in a couple. I don't know how often you watch movies, though, because are you talking about... <laughs> do you watch drama, then? Oh, I love drama. It's so like, so like Philadelphia? I haven't seen it. Um, I don't know it. That's why I'm doing this podcast, to educate not, myself, That's not a comedy one, though. Be careful. That's a tearjerker. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Let's say uh, there's a. I'm I'm a movie connoisseur. Mm-hmm. Um, 
because I used to stay up real late and then I used to watch movies mm-hmm. and then go to sleep. Like this weekend, um, I, uh, last weekend I watched Justice League four hours. Then I watched uh, Falcon Winter Soldier. Um, I'm going to watch, I think if I'm still a little bit under the weather, I'm going to watch um, Eric Andre's new movie that has. I heard that was good. Uh, it, we were watching, I saw the clips of it yesterday. There's certain parts of it I think I can handle, mm-hmm. but there's certain parts I know I'm not going to be able to handle. Um, so, I don't know what that means. So, like, I can, like, I can watch Jackass and not have a problem, right? Okay. But, like, if there's food involved, then, like, if someone's messing with someone's food, I can't do that. Okay. okay. I can't, I'm not, like, it, I won't make me, like, sick. I'll just be like, it'll, it'll, it'll irritate me. Okay. Like, cause I don't like people to mess with my food. Yeah. I don't like people to touch my plate. Okay. If you want something, I will buy something for you. But don't like reach over and be like, I'm not hungry. Then can I have a fry? No, you could have got a fry at the window. Duly noted. So I just, food's the only thing I'm, I'll open up my house to everything else. But right. just don't mess don't with mess my, with don't food. mess with my plate. Don't mess with this plate, guys. You can go, you could fix. I tell the kids all the time, teenagers come over. You guys can fix whatever you want. Yeah. But if it says dad or BJ, don't touch it. Don't touch it. All right. So what song are we going out to? Uh, Pick up your feelings by Jasmine Sullivan. This is uh this I uh, we did a little bit of a pre-listen earlier. Uh, this is a great song. So Thad, thanks for coming on. I've wanted Man. you to have you come down for almost a year now, but COVID and everything else has Man. been weird. Thanks for having me, man. It was fun. Uh, the only, and I just want to tell the the sauce boss I do still have feelings for you, and I will talk to you soon. <laughs> He's the only one that hasn't been down. Really? Uh, Chris did. Chris and um, Dyke did Bucks, and then Bridget did one. Bridget and um, Dyke did one with Smugcast versus Drunk Dial, and then uh, you're down here now. So Zach's the only one that has not. Come been on, down. Zach. Get your sauce together. You can bring down some sauce. We'll talk about your sauce. Yeah. Some of that good sauce. So, all right, guys, I really appreciate you uh, checking in. I'm hoping you guys are having a great Friday. Um, As always, thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. Boom. Man, I just love her voice. Oh, yeah. That I've been acting different, yeah Funny how I finally flipped the script on you And you don't want to double dipping, yeah You so sloppy how I caught you slipping up You're off the lease Run me my keys No more popping up the idiot, yeah I ain't even got the miles of trip on, yeah New phone, oh baby Brand new, like the whip Rock it up, no assist Maybe shine average Wake up, needles in Hennessy, take a sip Look at my jeans, I'm too big, I ain't got no room for extra baggage So don't forget to come and pick up your Don't need no pieces You need to hurry and pick up your While I'm up cleaning, boy please I don't need it Memories and all that shit, you can keep it don't forget to come and pick up your ooh. Don't 
waiting no pieces I'm trying to find the fuck to get for you You ain't out of chances of forgiving you Yeah, listen, I ain't listening Just for you to go and break my heart again I learned my lesson Yeah, and I ain't coming And you're missing what you had now And I bet you I'll bet it on a new phone Who is it? Contact, don't it? Need a ride, I call that bitch Guess we're too expensive No more benefits, Papa Christmas Hands tied, no grip I ain't got no more for extra baggage So don't forget to come back